Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. It's us again. Another Bad RG podcast. Back in your ears. Listen to us. We're going to talk about video games. This one was a bit different, though. We kind of took a different approach. As as you all know, if you've been listening since the beginning, each of us picked a topic. On every fourth week, we made this decision that we were going to bring it to you guys. We gave you the We gave you the baton and said, what do you want us to do a podcast on? And overwhelmingly, you chose the multiplayer co-op experience. Hooray! Which is something that's actually, like, really important to us, like, as friends. Yeah, it's literally how Bad RNG became a thing. Yeah. Like, to begin with, was us playing Rocket League. Like, that's kind of how this whole thing started. And there have been a lot of other games since then, but that that was kind of the, the impetus for the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It was Rocket League. But for me, I think when I when I want to talk about it, I want to start all the way for for my beginning, which would be the original Mario Brothers. Like, oh, yeah. it's weird because the way we considered co-op back then was much different. It's like literally, hey, let's take turns. First player, second player. Yeah. But it was still that the couch co-op experience mm-hmm. was the initial experience that anybody had. And I still have a real warm spot for the couch co-op you know oh definitely like when we were playing uh overcooked the original overcooked me and pat were playing the original overcooked it was so much fun um but there are certain games that have come up over the years that just wouldn't fit in that couch co-op category like i would never want to play like a Overwatch or a PUBG yeah, no. in a couch co-op no. format. That would be awful. Uh, could you imagine that in split screen? Oh, oh it would be, be the worst. It would be the worst. Oh, it would be terrible. But and but that's kind of the thing. Like, with couch co-op games, they have to be made so that, you know, you can kind of see everything that's going on on the screen, whether or not it's one screen where all of the players are on it or, like, four separate but easily readable screens, looking at things like um, like Mario Party Mario Kart, like those are competitive, like they're versus games, but it still falls into that that couch multiplayer of the split screen. Yeah, it's kind of wild to think about. Uh, we're we're truly blessed in this day and age to have the HD TVs. Dividing up all that screen real estate for four players was kind of awful, actually. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, you're talking about having like what maybe at best like a 25 inch screen yeah and yeah. you're sharing it between four players and mm-hmm. it was just a it was a damn mess well it was even worse with with some games where if you only played with three players which happened with me a lot because i had two brothers growing up i mean i, I still do but whatever i don't <laughs> play games with them anymore <laughs> those guys but, suck and it was weird to see the differences between games that how, how they would handle that third player there are some games, I think Mario Kart is actually one of them, where player one would get the top half of the screen, yeah. and then mm-hmm. players two and three would get half of the bottom half. Like, they yeah. get, each get a quarter. And there were some that would black out the one last quarter. Or use it for, like, dramatic shots. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I always thought that was weird, like, especially when one player got half the screen. I thought that was actually really funny. Everyone would always fight to be first player, so you could have that extra screen real estate. 
I have to ask, have you guys ever had that moment where you did the uh, the block off with, like, cardboard or with, like, pillows so that one person couldn't see the other side of the screen while doing co-op? No, no. no. Screen cheating was an honor system. Screen cheating was an honor. Uh, not, not for me. Well, <laughs> not for me. Growing up for me, screen cheating was kind of, like, expected. So, yeah. like, we, we all said we didn't do it. But we also all did it, like yeah, everybody. And we all knew it. that we all did it. Like we were, we were lying to each other. But like the people we were lying to knew we were lying. So I was like, you look at my screen, I'll look at yours. We just won't say anything about it. It's cool. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's kind of like a politics. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I remember specifically like one of the moments where I was like, man, I wish I did that. Like I used to was in high school playing Halo 2 with oh God, Halo kid we 2. went to school with, Kevin, playing with him, and he cheated the whole <laughs> goddamn game. And you're like, dude, you're definitely screen looking. No, I'm not. You know where I am all the time. Like, I've, I haven't been able to get, like, ten steps without you knowing exactly where I am every time I move. You're definitely looking at my screen, dude. <laughs> no, dude, he definitely just spotted you with the sniper rifle across that enormous, what was the map, coagulation? Yeah, <laughs> like he, pretty he much. He just happened to see you every single time. Every right time. Away. Every time. <laughs> every single time. Well, what's funny about that is, like, as as more and more time goes on, we're getting away from the from where that screen cheating would actually be useful. And there's one game specifically that's turned it into an actual mechanic. Yeah, screen cheat. Screen cheat. But it's people who who grew up in like the the early to mid two thousands, like that whole concept of screen cheating to them, like they have no idea what that is. There's a lot of them that haven't played those those actual like split screen multiplayer games. Nah, we're digging into the nostalgia minds for this episode, boys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm it, in for that. I'm just I'm just trying to because it's an experience sort of thing, right? At least this stuff, the old stuff, like the yeah. screen cheating and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was an interesting time. And, I mean, even before that, like, you had the challenges of and a game I brought up in the first episode was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade is the games where you had four players on the screen at the same time in this tiny little bit of real estate and things would get lost really easily. Oh, yeah. Stop moving forward. I'm trying to get that item. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, 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 it's gone. Even, like, you go back to, like, Contra. Like, the original Contra was like that. It yep. didn't have four players. You could only play two, but it was there was two players on the same screen. I think the worst part about Contra was if you were player one, like, for example, you're in the second part, or not second part, third part of level one, one three of jungle, and it's the one where you're going up the waterfall. Yeah. If you're player one and you go up too fast, you'll just kill player two. It's like, <laughs> while they're off the screen, they're dead. <laughs> and you're like, wow, thanks. That's like the, uh, what is it, Sonic 2? Yeah. But, like, player two could die over and over again, and it wouldn't matter because oh, well. no one cared about Tails. <laughs> I oh, think that, Tails. Well, that was, <laughs> I, that was the best part about that game, though, because it made, if you played Sonic 2 multiplayer, Tails was obviously the MVP. Like, when me and my brother would play it, when we were kids, I was always Tails. And when we would get to the bosses, George would always be like, all right, Frank, get him. 
because I can die a million times. He would just stand in place, yeah. and I'd go after the boss. It's like, up, oh, I died. Here I come back again. But like, <laughs> just keep doing it. having having someone play tails is kind of like the that equivalent of giving your little brother or sister like an unplugged controller and make them think sort they're of. playing. Like yeah. that's that's kind of what it was. The only thing you're doing is like your only useful part is that is it that was you, that end. yeah exactly and. It's it's kind of that, but they do get to feel more engaged. So like, you know, play Sonic Two with your family. That's that's what I'm saying. I uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I did that with my sister when we were younger. That game Mickey Mousecapade. Oh yeah. We had it, and I was like, yeah, it's that. You could be Minnie, and I grabbed the controller. You can't control Minnie. She just follows Mickey everywhere. She doesn't do anything in that game. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you can play. These controls are so stiff. And she's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're following me. It's fine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it brings back, The unplugged controller thing brings back memories. Uh, I guess it technically comes into the co-op episode because like you're together with somebody who's playing yeah. a video game. Yes. But I thought I had the experience of playing the NES game Gremlins. Oh. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I can't blame him. My cousin did it. You don't want to keep playing that game. No. I mean, I wouldn't want to play it now. No. Yeah. <laughs> but. I'd watch the movie. It's a good movie. It's I like the movie. second one, too. I never. I actually never saw the second uh, the, Gremlin. The second one is off the rails. So if, if anyone is interested, this is, this is a little bit off topic, but if anyone is interested in a, a really strange analysis of a movie go on twitter and look up the gremlins uh gremlins 2 institute of sciences it's a it's a guy or a girl someone on twitter who posts these like heavy philosophical analyses of gremlins 2 and how it's like throwing off like the capitalist structure it was an attack on it was it's so weird and there it's like 200 300 tweets Jesus. Like going back to like Immanuel Kant and like all sorts of like existential writers. It's so strange, but it, it fits in with like the whole stick that he's trying to do with with the Gremlins Two movie. That's wild. Yeah. Why well, right, Go ahead and check out some of the Gremlins Two novelization. This is a thing that exists. <laughs> really. And if nothing else, find the excerpt of the you know the scene in the movie where uh, they're at the movie theater and then Hulk Hogan shows up. <laughs> and and he, he like he's just like oh you gremlins and he like he threatens them and it goes like way off the rails yeah. way like uh, breaking the fourth wall. Well, wait wait well, wait hold on. Oh Hulk Hogan is Hulk in the movie. Hogan's in Gremlins, Hulk Hogan's too. in Gremlins. Oh he too, like tears yeah. through the screen. He, he like yells at the Gremlins watching it. It's great. And like oh, they no, destroy. You have it. to see it. Well like the Gremlins in Gremlins two destroy the projector that Gremlins two is actually playing on. <laughs> it's like it's like this weird thing where they're destroying their own movie. It's such a strange thing. It, it goes way off the rails. Anyway. And the novelization has a part for that that is actually like, remarkable. So check it out. Get on your internet box and go Google it. Yeah, do uh, it on go do it on the Google. Yeah. I'll have to check it out at some point. I'm gonna have to. I I still have to see the movie. But to get back to yeah, you get know, back on track. Co-op <laughs> games. This this podcast just took a Gremlins two turn. <laughs> like it's weird because I don't know if it was the same for you guys. Like I said, the first experience. Actually, no. I'd be lying if I said that. I was gonna say the first experience I had with co-op would be Super Mario Bros. The first yeah. one. Mm. But actually. It was a game called Heavy Barrel. I've talked about this a million times. I loved this game as a game, as a kid. It was a game made by Data East. My brother, 
I I know my brother liked it, but I think by the end of our childhood, he hated it because every time he would be like, "What game you want to play?" I was like, "Heavy Barrel." Like <laughs> every time, I just wanted to play Heavy Barrel because I wanted to beat it. I just love that name, you know. Heavy Barrel. Like, I realize now that it probably means the barrel of a firearm. Yes. <laughs> but like to me, all I can think of a is you're going barrel. through a level and there's like a guy at the top who's definitely not Donkey Kong, but is probably <laughs> the same size and has a lot of the same color palette. Just throws heavy barrels at you. <laughs> but it's like a top-down shooter. Uh, and the game was awesome. Like I still love that game to this day. But that was my first experience with co-op in general and it's interesting to me because I found it kind of almost jarring I remember when I played Mario Bros for the first time when it wasn't both people playing at the same time like Heavy Barrel both guys are on the screen you do your thing but then playing Mario Bros it was like all right well you go then I go then you go then I go and they even did that with Mario 3. It's mom's idea of co-op take turns. Yeah (laughs) well I mean that kind of it kind of goes in like with the mechanics and all that. Like with the top-down shooter, it's easy to keep both players on screen. Like you're you're focused on what's on screen, and you know taking care of that, and then moving on to the next screen. Whereas with a game like Mario, it's all about pace, right? Like you're not on any one screen for like a super long period of time, and if both players aren't keeping up with the same pace, then you know one or the other is going to fall behind. That's true. I mean, you see that. Funny enough, with the, I guess they're the new Super Mario Bros. Mm -hmm. games that they do for, like, the Wii and stuff. They have all the players on the screen at the same time. And every person I've talked to about those games are like, it is a clusterfuck. (laughs) It's meant to be played in multiplayer. Uh, The one that I played was, I think, uh, New Super Mario 3D World. These names are terrible. Yeah, these names. Yeah, it's it's always New Super Super Mario Mario 3D World. It was on the Wii U. That game's actually pretty good. It it feels more like an arcade beat-em-up than a Mario (laughs) game. And the people getting beaten up are each other, because, like... You could, like, throw your partner off a cliff, or... You can't, so... A feature I love is the crown. At the end of each level, it adds up the scores, and whoever has the highest score gets a crown, and in the next level, they're wearing it. And if you finish the level with the crown, you get more points. Yeah, you get 5,000 points uh, for having can, the crown. You can knock it off of people's heads. Oh, it's a it's a, a like romping good time. Like they turned Mario Party into a platformer. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Like, you want to you wanna be the one who actually has the crown at the end of the level, but at the same time, you're like... We need to beat this level and not waste all of our lives. Yeah. What if Mario, but a mosh pit? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a it's like a co-op versus co-op kind of thing. <laughs> like there's a lot going on because mm-hmm. you all want to finish the level, but there's like some sort of competitive aspect to it. But you all have the ultimately the same goal. Yeah, and you're not I preventing do. each other from reaching it. It's just what you do along the way. Yeah, it's an interesting take on the whole thing. I think that's what made, you know, that's something that's really interesting about Nintendo in particular, because I feel like they've always been really on point with the, you know, sit down with a friend and play a game. Like, they're more in tune with the couch co-op experience and honestly pretty out of touch with the online component of the experience because there's things that they don't do great i mean we're still hearing people have complaints about super smash bros ultimate and 
you know, connection issues like, oh, well, you better get a LAN adapter for the game because if you don't have one, it's going to suck. Last I heard, uh, Frank was actually still waiting for the Joker update. No, I finally got it. It took, like, way longer. I mean, that stream, we had the little... Yeah, I remember. We I, Like, where I typically have my webcam, I had a screen of the Nintendo Switch trying to download this thing. <laughs> and it was there for like a couple of hours. Like, I'm like three, you know four what? hours. Yeah. I give up and just got rid of it. I'm like, we're playing a different game. Screw it. I think we were playing Apex at the time. Yeah, we were playing Apex, which we can talk about that too. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's a I co-op think, experience. I there. think the the battle royales. That's a whole other like topic. Well, we, can, for, we can go yeah, into that. For, for all this talk, there's been like there was a point where co-op was like kind of dead, and now it's back in a huge way. Like big time, you got the battle royales. You got games like like in the Borderlands sort of mold, yeah. like these these group adventure kind of games. It's it's kind of remarkable. It came back and it's yeah, cool that people want it. See, I, I kind of miss the group adventure games, like the um, like the Neverwinter Nights and uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Well, Knights of the Old Republic wasn't co-op, like the Diablo. Diablo. Yeah, yeah, Diablo. That's, was that's great. But Neverwinter, Diablo, like those kind of games, and that's. That's unique in that you don't need all of the players to be on the screen at the same time, which right. is an advantage of online multiplayer. Yes. Like, you, you lose a little bit of, like, the personal social aspect with not having couch co-op, but you gain a whole slew of, like, mechanical advantages. Yeah. Just because the game doesn't need to consider all the players being in the same place at the same time, for the I, most part. What I wanted to... One thing that I wanted to talk about in the you know, the co-op experience as a whole, as I've always found it interesting that I think we were always trying to figure out what's the right number, like, for co-op. Yeah. Like, what is that right number? And I feel like it, was, it wasn't until the N64 that we really, like, hammered it down. We're like, you know what? Four is that, like, that's that sweet spot of the right number mm-hmm. of people. Because even once we got into online multipliers, most BRs, you could have a squad of four. Yeah. I mean, Apex, it's three, but... Then like that's you got, the outlier. you know, Left for Dead was a game where it's four players. Four players. Like every time, it was sort of that four player mecha- or that four player setup. And I really think like that's the sweet spot well, uh, for that co op experience. Well, there's that also kind of begs the question: like, is it is four the correct number? Like, is that the sweet spot, or is that just what we got used to? It's like um, you ever heard like the 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 joke air quotes. Like, why do hot dogs come in packages of six, but buns come in packages of eight? You ever heard that? I haven't. I have. Well, the reason that is, is because of outdated pans. The pans that they use to make the hot dog buns, they they have them in eights. So that's just what they do. But that became the industry standard. I thought, I thought it would just really be to buy more problems. hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. You like, it forces you to buy more hot dogs. <laughs> well, but it's to, a never-ending Yeah, cycle. it's never-ending. Like, well, no, it? you can eventually get there. Six and eight will come together. Yeah, you'd ha- yeah, but you'd eat 40 hot dogs before that. You can get no, them you 24, 24, right? 24, yeah. You can eat 24 that's, hot dogs. That's dog. still a lot of hot dogs. That's still a lot of hot dogs. I hope you're hungry. It's a lot of hot dogs. I hope you handle nitrates well. Is it the right way to do it, or is that just the industry standard? Is that like just what happened? Or does it have more to do with, like, technological limitations? Like, the N64 did it, but the N64... By necessity. By necessity, yeah. But now you have games where you can have, like, 100 people in a single game. Yeah. Why can't we have 20 people on a single team? You know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, 
Battlefield, I guess, does it? I don't play Battlefield, but that seems like the appeal of it. I yeah. Think, is that's, it you that's got two really big teams? I think that the four-player thing kind of took a new a new mode, I guess, with Left 4 Dead, I think, brought it back. You know, that, that yeah. was the style, but, like, Left 4 Dead kind of created the idea of four-player, like, co-op. And, and I guess my answer to you would be, I, I feel like it four is the number because the industry just got good at making four player yeah yeah it really got tightened because that like like we were saying it was kind of the standard so we worked on it so much it got really good at that like i can think of a game in particular that does like the large scale like battlefield does pretty large scale but a game that i always go back to is this game planet side 2 it's a free game i think it was made by sony um, so I'm, I know of it. And I think you could have, like, in one instance, the instance is, like, never-ending. Like, it just keeps going, and it's basically about capturing parts of a map, and there's three factions that you could be a part of. Um, and each team has, like, 200 people on it, and it's just constantly <laughs> going, and it never stops. And I was playing it for a while. It's a lot of fun, like... It's a game I really enjoyed. I just couldn't find people that were going to play. <laughs> like, I had, like, one person that played it with me occasionally, but after that, it was just like, eh. Well, well that's kind of the downside of big games like that, is, like, once people stop playing it, the people that do still play it can't. Yeah. Like, that's that's just kind of the nature of, of massive multiplayer games. Kind of the, the explanation for why more of that kind of game doesn't exist, too. Like, why would you need more than one how many people are going to be playing video games at any given time you know like we got we got things to do we got jobs and other games to beat yeah that's that's kind of how i feel about like any competing mamorpiga yeah yeah yeah. for anyone who's not familiar with the mamorpiga it's a massive multiplayer online role-playing game think world of warcraft and the reason why like no mmos really seem to to really stick is because the people who would play mmos are already playing one and they don't really have the time to put into another one you like can there's see they struggle with the design of those because a lot of them are very very similar to world of warcraft yeah or yeah. they're super heavy on role-playing like you see with the old republic right so like i don't know i feel like that's almost a more worthy thing to do just because you're not try. i get the business sense of it right like you you want to give people the thing that they at least think they want or, like, the thing they're comfortable with, but, like, if you do that too much, they're like, why don't I just play World of Warcraft? Yeah, there's a better version Valid of this. Valid question. Yeah. On the other hand, if you go too far in another direction, people are like, what the hell is this? I wanted to play World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. an easy dynamic to live in. The, uh, I think it's interesting because in recent years, we've seen a pretty, it was a pretty heavy fall off on World of Warcraft, and I noticed that the MMO that was really kind of coming up into its own was Final Fantasy thir- 14. Is that the 14. one? A Realm Reborn? 15. I think it's 14. No, 15 is the one with the boy band on the road Yeah, trip. the uh, boy okay. band in the car. Well, I know it's not 13 because that was the one with the really shiny floors. Yes, shiny hallways mm-hmm. and girl with pink hair. Yeah. The, uh, but... Final Fan- I-, I noticed a lot of people were really into Final Fantasy... 14 because they were really like they looked at and I think it's what World of Warcraft lost from when it initially came out from what I understand now I don't really play MMOs I've been pretty you know I've I've said that before I've tried them and they're just really not my thing but 
it seems like when World of Warcraft first came out, a lot of it was based on that source material of the Warcraft games, yeah. like Warcraft 1, 2, and 3. And then they started to kind of deviate pretty hard away from that, where Final Fantasy fourteen kind of tries to stay towards that source material, and they kind of add more classes that you would see in Final Fantasy games. Like, they add classes that you would see in games that even came in later. Like, uh... I remember people lost it. I can't remember which expansion it was in, but they added dragoons, and people were like, "Oh my god, you could be a dragoon like in Final Fantasy IV." And I can jump a lot. Now. You can jump a lot, exactly. Like that idea of adding, you know, from the source material, and they did have a pretty heavy emphasis on the story aspects as well, like that single player part of the experience where you're doing like the instances, kind of learning about what's going on in the world. They did a good job of making sure that was heavily understood while still having, like, raids and things of that nature so that you had the multiplier aspect of it as well. But, like, to be fair, like, with World of Warcraft going super far off the rails, World of Warcraft came out in 2004. That's true. Final Fantasy XIV came out in 2010. So yeah. we're talking about 15 years for World of Warcraft versus yeah. 9 for Final Fantasy XIV. That's true. Like, they... They've been around a lot longer. They they've had to do more to keep it fresh, and the fresher you keep it, the diff the more different it's the more going different, to look yeah. from the original from the original product. I mean, we are get really far out. separated. Get the pandas out though. Why are there pandas <laughs> in World of Warcraft? Like, what you got against? Is pandas? this a Jack Black movie? Like, what you got against pandas? I don't have anything against pandas. I just don't think they should be in like a fantasy role playing game. I it's think. Just, what do you guys think? Go, okay. go to the Twitter and let us yeah, know. Yeah, go to the Twitter. Do you guys do you want pandas or no pandas? Do you want pandas in World of Warcraft, or do you hate yourself? Or do you think that Pandaria missed the point? Oh. <laughs> See, now I want to put like I want like after this goes up, I want to put a poll on the Twitter, and it just says pandas. Yes, no, like, nothing else. Just pandas. Yes, no. Let people just. If you didn't listen to the podcast, you don't know what you're voting yeah. on. I, I I dig that uh, that pun though. I'm still in. It was a good pun. They missed the point. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good. That that's, was a good pun. That's, that's deep lore right there. It's, <laughs> but that's true too. When you think about it, World of Warcraft came out in 2004, like you said. Yeah. So there hasn't been a regular like standard Warcraft game since then. I'm, yeah. Because there have been none since. World of Warcraft came out. That's been their sole focus in I mean, the Warcraft series. You could least. make the argument that every expansion is a, is a Warcraft game. That's true. I, With I, how much I, work probably goes into it. I don't know much about the actual process of, of game development. Well, what I mean is like the base game. Oh, like yeah. what it originally came out as mm -hmm. instead of the MMO, the the original like top-down uh, yeah. SRPG. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of went away. And now we haven't seen one in this long, so it's kind of hard to follow the source material when there's been no source there's no material. There's no source material, yeah. For, for 15 years. Like, so. World of Warcraft is becoming its own source material at this yeah. point because it's been around for so long. Yeah. It is the source material. <laughs> it is the origin, the beginning. It is well. But like, that game has evolved quite a bit with each expansion to the point that I've, I've heard people say the, the latest one has it feel more like a phone game like it's really automated like you can kind of skip through a lot of stuff and that that's a weird place to be isn't it like you're trying to keep this game relevant like well after its expiration date yeah well i guess that's i, I mean i guess that's kind of the question is 
does does an MMORPG really have an expiration date? Because it's supposed to be that ever expanding, ever never ceasing type of world. Like that, obviously, that's the concept, at least with the MMO. Where if you're talking about a, a more traditional RPG, it's like this is the story, this is where it's supposed to start, this is where it's supposed to finish. It has the start and finish line. And I think that's part of the problem in designing an MMO is that it's supposed to be never ending. So how can you yeah. keep something like that fresh well, when it has I, that never going ending? On? Just intrinsically doesn't actually exist. Like it all depends on the player base. Point right yeah. where they get to the you know level one hundred, they saw the things, they did all the raids. You're just gonna do the raids again, like. Yeah. You, well, you finished it. The game, well, like, here's... I heard this in reference to, to D&D, Dungeons & Dragons. And it was in relation to being a DM for one of these games. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever got, and it's actually relevant to MMOs as well, as a DM and as a developer, you can do whatever you want, except make the player show up. Yeah, yeah. Like that, if, and if so long as the players keep showing up, they're just going to keep throwing shit into the game and the players are either going to stay or they're not. And once more players start to leave than stay, then you can say the game is dying. But, I mean, it's very different from what it was, but there are people still playing it. Otherwise, they wouldn't still be making it. Yeah, they wouldn't be making new additions. Like, all the time, yeah. Well, that's one of the things, like, when I think about an MMORPG, like, the best analogy I can give is, like, when people talk about the idea of, would you want to live forever? Well, no, I wouldn't want to live forever because eventually life is going to become meaningless. Like, you've seen everything, you've done everything, there, there's nothing to it anymore. Like, and that's the, you know, there's there's tons of books about this exact topic. Yeah. Like, Wait, but life is already meaningless. For my those concern of you, with immortality is eventually the world will explode and then you're going to be floating. Like For those of you, you just tuning in, this is our podcast episode about existential crises. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, Life is meaningless and none of it matters. Well, Hug your mom. You just become very cynical to everything. Like That's sort of the idea yeah. in these books is that you become super cynical and I think that's exactly what you see in these games is people become super cynical because it's like, okay, I've already done this a thousand yeah. times. Like This isn't that much different than what I've done before. Well, then they start to make their own fun and just troll the shit out of people. That's true. I mean, Or you have that guy that was in... I, I remember reading an article a couple of years ago. There was a guy that was in the starter area from like back in 2004. He stayed in the starter area and I think, like, if you pick flowers and stuff in World of Warcraft, you gain experience. He stayed there doing that and got to level 100 in the starter area doing that. And it took him, like, six years. I'm like, why would you do this? Like, <laughs> why would you spend that much time on this one game doing that one thing? Because they're a legend. That reminds me of the guy. He made a, I think it was a Morrowind character. It may have been Oblivion. He made an NPC. Like, he would... He bought a house, and he would go to this characters. He would walk around the town. He would talk with other townspeople, and then he would go home, and he would go to bed. <laughs> like, that's... It's it's really interesting. Like, yeah. he spent so much time just playing this, this NPC. Like, he built and played an NPC character. He's not the hero of the story. <laughs> he's not... He's just a guy. He's not the dragonborn, you know. He's just... Some dude. He's guy man. Want, he's guy dude. So he finds himself in the real world walking around saying the same few lines. Have you heard that the gray fox robbed? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a little off the rails, though. Back to multiplayer. The multiplayer gaming experience, or the co-op multiplayer 
well, whatever whatever we name this thing. The, Let's the get multi back to that. Co the multiplayer co-op. The multi-co-op player gaming the, experience. The multi-co-op Johnny thingy thing. The Viking. Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, there you go. Bad RNG and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I, I like that one. I could go with that. But I think because we talked about MMOs, I think talking about online gaming as a whole and how much it's changed. I mean, that's well, the the next logical step. Like, yeah, I mean, we got into. Uh, my first online, like, online experience with playing games was Diablo 2. Like, that was the first time I really spent time online playing games with people. And I'll always, like, I'm willing to play Diablo 2 whenever. I fucking love that game. Well, I'll re-download it. Let's, let's do this. Dude, I'm down. I'm down. You down? Oh, I don't know. I put. I feel like I did all the Diablo two I could in one lifetime in my sophomore year of high school. See, I didn't play it till I was in like my mid twenties. I played it a lot at the same time, but I I know, like I know for a fact, I have well over a thousand hours in that game. Still don't care. I'll I'll play it anytime. And the worst part is, I don't even change class. I'm like, look, I'm going You're in a barbarian, with you? a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to do Whirlwind and Berserk, and I'm going to roll through people, <laughs> and that's just the way it's going to be. Assassin, best class. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> that's it. This podcast is over. This Everybody friendship knows. is over. Everybody knows the best class is the Mighty Hammerdin. Hammerdin. <laughs> With the best move, which is the spiraling hammers that you can't aim, and they don't work in the tunnels and the fucking bug hives in the second act. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> but that took a turn. Yeah, that took a hell of a turn. Real best fast. class. I can't hit anything. I can't kill anything. I, I want to die. die. <laughs> what a story arc. Yeah, yeah right. Oh man, oh, we that's, a, that's a story in three parts right there. But um, <laughs> like the time I really got into online gaming, though, I can honestly say started with the 360. Like, the 360 really did, I felt like, did online gaming really well with the way they put together, like, the party systems and stuff like that for voice chat. I mean, Xbox in general did multiplayer really well. Yeah. Like, their their online system was, was top-notch. The only downside of it was that you had to pay for it. Yeah. I but, mean... I mean... I mean, it had some really great features, like it existed. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a big, uh, big advantage the over time. the competition at the time. Yeah. yeah that's true. And the PlayStation Network didn't come around to like, what, play, late PlayStation 2? Something like basically that? Basically the PS3. Yeah, PS3. basically the PS3. And the original Xbox had online capability. Mm -hmm. Like Xbox Live, I remember playing Halo 2 online with, it was me and my brothers, and we would play like these massive 16, like 8v8, like frag out games yeah and that would be it on the original xbox yeah it like was built days. right in where with the with the playstation 2 you had to get that ethernet adapter and you had to slap it into the back of the thing and then yeah. you could plug in and then you and had then to no one could be on the, the phone and, and yeah, yeah it was <laughs> we might have been these... past the phone thing at that point but <laughs> no it, it did have the ethernet port on there but it did have the phone as well yeah um, uh, I was very disappointed with that because when I got it, I thought, oh, now I can go on the internet on my PlayStation 2. Wrong. Stupid kid. <laughs> you gotta buy a video game that's multiplayer. And no, you can't surf the internet, dumbass. No, you could do that on the Dreamcast, though. You could do it on the you Dreamcast. You could do it on the Dreamcast. And crazy enough, you could do it on the original Sega. Wow. 
Yes, there was a, a, a I forget what it was called. And I yet think Nintendo it still can't like get it right. Sega <laughs> OS, but they they had a way to like get on in, on websites and stuff like that or on the original Sega NES. channel. Was it was it part of the Sega channel or? No, I think it was a separate. It was a separate thing in itself. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm gonna so probably had, have to look at it, but they had um, two online connected services in the early '90s. In the early '90s, like. That's that's what fascinates me about them so much. They were so ahead of their time, but just so many bad choices made. Well, they they put so much money into being so far ahead of their time that they forgot to like match the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's wild that that made it here though, because those services existed. The Super Nintendo had a thing called Satellaview that yeah. downloaded games uh, in Japan, and it could, had like the Link to the Past game. You could play like the original Zelda in the Link to the Past engine, kinda. Um, it, like there was a lot of stuff. It had an Earthbound style like overworld, which now now I would say that is kind of a mistake at the time. <laughs> good idea, but like generally, don't make your menus a game world. Like we're all adults here. Even the kids are adults. Like let me just pick the thing I want to do. Like, I mean, but there's there's something to be said for for using the language of the game to communicate with the game. Yeah, but maybe it's not so good when, like, there's a guy running around with, like, springs for shoes that you gotta buy, like, an item off of to uh, access, like, starting yeah, games. It's, nah, yeah. it's really bizarre. Yeah, it sounds um, very strange. Mistakes were made. This is, the Teleview was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, it had a lot of interesting things and interesting features, like, there, but... It sounds like something that will work today, because, like, it was, like, a town... But then, like, parts of it would suddenly, like, liven up when there was something to do. And, and that's kind of neat. You know, you log in, it's like, oh, shit, something's going down at the game tower. <laughs> well, on top of that, you had, like, well, they had the broadcast times. Like, there mm -hmm. were broadcast times with specific games. But a lot of those games just got, like, lost in history because there was no physical copy at the time. And the servers that they were on are gone. So, like, there's a Link to the Past game where you... Or like a like sort of like a link to the past game built in that engine, that is just gone now. Like yeah, I think somebody found it. It hurts my I heart. I think those ones have been recovered because there's like four of them. There's the the stone tablets. There's a, a few others. Um, yeah, and you play as like boy and girl. You don't play as you don't link. play as Link. And you like, play as like a random character. I guess it ties into the multiplayer experience, but not the co-op part because your like your score like your progress was something that like when it ended was recorded and yeah. you kind of competed against everybody else yeah. yeah scoreboard type leaderboard type system but yeah these things are kind of getting lost uh, a lot of people who do the the stuff to like emulate and replace it like go to junk dealers and try to buy the old like rewritable carts hoping there's something still <laughs> on it yeah but like i think it's interesting that I think really the the biggest time for online gaming was probably like the the growth of online gaming was probably what maybe early to mid two thousands like that's when Suddenly, it really like started two thousand ten like that's really when it started to blow up with that with the last gen of consoles with the Xbox three sixty and the PS three that's really when we saw that real big surge of it plus PC gaming was really starting to come into its own yeah. as its own competition for you like, know the console gaming market was always a thing like it's yeah. always been a thing but it was seen more as like a like a niche hobby like you didn't play like 
fun, cute games on PC. You played super serious, super main games like Hearts of Iron and Counter Strike, like Quake and Doom. Yeah, Quake and Doom, Starcraft and, and Starcraft, Starcraft yeah. and Age of Empires. Like you didn't have like Kirby and Yoshi. I mean, obviously those are copyrighted by Nintendo, yeah. but <laughs> like you didn't have like that style. You didn't have like your Castle Crashers or your your Battle Block Theater. Like there was nothing super cutesy like that. Yeah, no. I guess if we want to get technical, they kind of started on PC because those are flash games. Yes. Yeah, on uh, Newgrounds, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I'm glad that we're kind of coming around to see flash games as part of game history because, like, let's Mind be real, rising. flash games kind of ripped. Yeah, they were great. Flash I wouldn't have made it through high school without them. No, <laughs> no well, sure. yeah, flash games are amazing, but. Like, like some of them are just straight trash, and oh, yeah. most of them are straight most trash. Of them are straight but trash. in all fairness, how many straight trash sixty dollars games come out every year? That's true. How <laughs> many <laughs> like how great. many how many stick fighters did you play back then? Like all there of was them. Like, all exactly. Of them. You, had to, you had to play all the stick fighters. Even games. when they turned into just like flash movies, I still played that. Yeah. like all the time. Stickdeath.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, y'all remember Stickdeath.com? That's that's some old internet there for you. Yeah, but like, I look at it. And like part, I think part of the reason why, at least for PC gaming, and you still hear people talk about it now, even though it's starting to shift away, was that whole argument was why would I, why would I go out and buy a three hundred dollar graphics card and then have to buy all the parts of a computer and it winds up costing me a thousand dollars when I could go out and buy a console for three hundred or four hundred and, and it's a valid argument. It and, is. But and that's uh, an argument I used to make before I had the money to buy myself a gaming PC. Yeah. I, I guess I was kind of an early adopter with the PC, and my argument against that was, well, I got three words for you. Disc read error. And that <laughs> means you're buying a whole new console. So that $300 console is now $600 yeah, consoles. I, sp I spent more money on Xbox 360s, plural, mm -hmm. than I did on my, on my gaming PC. See, that's weird. I guess I've always been kind of lucky, because... The PlayStation 3 I have is my original PlayStation 3. It's the first gen one that can play PS1 and PS2 games. I've had it since it came out. My Xbox 360 is the same one I've always had. Like <laughs> I've my had, consoles have been warriors. I've had four Xbox 360s because three of them red ringed. Man, if we were talking back then, I could have helped you. I used to fix them. Yeah. I had, like, I I used to have my card up at the GameStop, like, <laughs> hey, call me if you get a red ring, and people would call, and it's like, all right, I got it, I'll fix it. You would just oh, hang out uh, at the uh, at the GameStop. My uh, PS3 is the, I think, the first console that my first one didn't burn out eventually. Yeah. First disc-based console, which is well, because the, they don't really have, like, the best record in terms of hardware reliability. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, the big, the the big was problem was the, was the heat, like, with the PS3 was the overheating, and the yeah. fan, the fan was the big problem with the PS3, the red ring was the big problem with the Xbox 360, um, and the newest gen of consoles, they've been pretty damn good. Because they're basically like, gaming PCs. Yeah, they're <laughs> basically gaming PCs at this point, um. We're uh, we're getting a little off topic, but here. yeah, we yeah, are getting a little, we we kind of <laughs> this is off the rails the episode. We, yeah, so we kind of went off the rails a few times here, but <laughs> but well, I mean, I guess like the next logical step would be to talk about our experience together with multiplayer games because we've played a lot of games together multiplayer, all over different the last styles too. Five mm -hmm. six years, yeah. It started with Rocket League, which if you haven't played it, I would highly recommend. It's car soccer. Everyone knows cars. Everyone knows soccer. It's super simple. And we literally played it two nights ago. We did. We did. In <laughs> preparation for this episode. Yeah. 
Uh, and because it's fun. And it's because it's a really fun game. <laughs> but there have been there have been countless, not countless, but there have been a lot of games that we've played since then. Um, things like uh, Heroes of Hammerwatch. Um, do we Risk play Vermintide together? Do we play yeah, Vermintide? Yeah, we played Vermintide together. No, we we played Risk of Rain 2. The first we got Risk, Risk of Rain 2. Risk of Rain 1. Like, a, a lot of these games, a lot of, like, the newer multiplayer games are, like, super good and super tight. Like, I remember watching a stream with you two actually playing Shovel Knight together. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And just the, the, the <laughs> yeah, chaos we did the bubble that ensued. Rap. We did. We did actually, well, sort of. The, the bubbleless rap. We we did sort of a bubble rap. Would you, like, it, bounce off like, of each other? Well, <laughs> yeah, we kind of set up that you were going to bounce off of each other, but it went off the rails, and we went to a completely different area that's <laughs> never been done in the bubble rap. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it was pretty great. And then but, we played Earthbound, I think. After that, I yeah, there was so. some there was some overcooked. And um, we we played a lot of a lot of different kinds of games together, and that's another one we we all played together was mm-hmm. overcooked too. Overcooked Once too. overcooked two went mm-hmm. on to online from couch co op, like yeah. it literally made that transition in its series. Mm-hmm. And it's just as great. But yes. there's there's like so many games out there, and a lot of them are like so good. So yeah. I feel like we've kind of gone around a lot of the most popular co op games now, like our playing experience, because most of them seem to be like kind of Borderlandsy, like. Four person squad instance kind of things. You got yeah. like the division. You got like that that Ghost Recon game that nobody played. Wildlands. Um, yeah, I played it a little bit. Yeah, you did. Play that it a nobody bit. played. Um, <laughs> and, Ian played it too. Nobody played. Well, Ian buys every game. Like literally every video. Right, game. That's fair. That's fair. Um, he's still playing Killing Floor too. So shout yeah, out to Ian. Is. Shout, Shout out, out to you. That's another game we played. <laughs> yeah, we Killing did play Floor Killing Floor 2. And, and at least for those, the the sort of like adventure like co-op sort of thing. Like, I'm glad the co-op is back in, but I feel like these games are a little bit dull to me. Like, they, they seem like something to do simulators. Sort of <laughs> samesy. Something like, to do simulate. Like, not even just something to do, but it's simulating something to do. Yeah. So remember when games had loading times and, like, some of them had a game you could play on the loading screen. Yes. I feel like this is the equivalent for, like, voice chat. You know, like, oh, well, now we got a nice, bright, colorful thing to shoot guns at while we talk on voice chat. <laughs> so we don't have to notice like the talking Like, the gameplay is the loading screen for the voice chat? Well, I think, speaking of voice chat, spin on it. I think that's an interesting part of the 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 co-op experience that's changed yeah. over the years is oh, we have how stories much about that voice like voice chat has changed it so much and like when we first started I, i'll yeah. give a little story we when we first started playing games together we used to play them and it was before we used discord i like i think i was using Dis- this is before discord was out i think it was before discord was out um but we were using the steam voice chat and never, Steam's voice chat never has like some bad latency. So, like, everybody sounded awful first. And then, you had, on top of sounding awful, you'd be like, going for a pass. And you have to wait three seconds. Going for a pass. And then, like, two people are already doing it because it's been mm-hmm. three seconds. Yeah. And, and now we don't have an excuse when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now we just, just we're do bad. It. <laughs> we suck. Now we're just bad. Now we have to blame ourselves or... Do we blame bad RNG? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Roll Title <credits>. drop. <laughs> I, I blame us. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm blaming us. We're bad. But there's that was a whole saga with us trying to find a voice chat that worked. Oh uh, yeah, we went yeah. through. We ended a up in a team speak. We ended up in a team speak server with that a bunch was, of racists. That was that was interesting. That was real yeah, interesting. Was interesting like, yeah, I think is we the need word to I get out. 
We yeah. need to get out of here. And then at that point, Frank was like, well, Discord, and we're like, fuck TeamSpeak. Yeah, we were like, let's try it. And yeah. we've been on and Discord ever are. since. Yeah. And you should join the Discord. Join Bad the Discord. RNG Discord. It's link. in the link down below. Yeah, just click the link. www.scrimbler.com discord.com slash the selonium slash the app internet yes that, that um, is exactly that's, it that's the one you can co-op us too you co-op us <laughs> co-op my video games but I think it's interesting <laughs> how much like the voice chat has changed things just because of the fact that like when I think about a game like Overcooked 2 it's almost like because of how good voice chat has gotten, it's almost the same as having that couch co-op experience. It's a little bit different because there is something to be said about sitting in the same room with there's somebody. There's something about being in the same place. Yeah, like, there's... It is incredible. And like if someone messes up, you could just fucking punch them. Yeah, <laughs> you, could, you, could be, you could be mad, yeah. pretty mad. I'll actually say it's... It's not exactly co-op gaming, but it is, like, playing games together. Is Something that I did a lot growing up was, like, hanging out with someone, and we'd have a single-player game going, and, we would, like, it was just something to do, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'll play my Final Fantasy, and we'll hang out. And, you know, I guess that's kind of come back with Twitch, but, again, it feels a little bit less personal because yeah. like oh there's like a chat and yeah also i'm in a parasocial relationship where they don't even know i exist <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think it's interesting i i kind of like and i i've always said this about um twitch streaming because out of the three of us obviously i've been the one who's been doing it the longest i've been doing it for too long to be fair <laughs> but like i've always kind of enjoyed that about you know, Twitch, is it sort of like that, like having a friend over while you're playing, while you're a, playing game. a game, yeah. and you know, you can have like just a random conversation about whatever, and I kind of, I've always really enjoyed that about Twitch, like I, I, I see all different types of Twitch channels and Twitch chats, like people that are super, like if you're watching a speedrunner, people tend to basically speak on the subject matter and just the subject matter you're talking about yeah you know mechanics of the game and how to do certain you know tricks or whatever time it might saves be. And time saves and then i've noticed with a lot more of the variety streamers people kind of just talk about anything kind of like just having friends in a room while you're playing a game mm -hmm. and i've always enjoyed that even some of like the like the challenge run streamers like uh like lobos and uh was it for Khan? yeah where they do like Soulsborne challenge runs and they just kind of like bullshit about yeah whatever. they just BS while they're while they're doing they're the just whole like, thing. Well, I'm not, I'm playing this super hard game and I'm never gonna heal. Let's talk about churros. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might as well. Right? Yeah, like you gotta yeah you distract yourself somehow. Name it, change to Churros Junior. Churros <laughs> Junior. It's, but I think that there's another part of the co-op experience that I want to talk about that's really interesting that's starting to become more of a thing is like crowd control and twitch integration and stuff like that getting into games it's a form of like having co-op where the people who are watching you can actively be involved in what you're doing in what would otherwise be a single player experience well you can even take that a step further and go with like twitch plays yeah like twitch plays pokemon twitch plays dark souls yeah like that is that's co-op right there. It's mm. you have like 
what, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand hands on the controller at any given time? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Actually, like the fact that they're that able a, to do anything is insane. At MAGFest they do that. There's a big projector in the arcade or the consoles or whatever, like a huge wall. It's like a 150 foot screen. And it's projecting Pokemon, like red or blue. And there are big red buttons all over the floor that are the different Game Boy buttons. <laughs> and every so often, they randomize which button is which. Yeah. And what it makes it interesting, too, is... And I, I don't know why they do it, but it's kind of funny. Is some of the buttons do nothing. <laughs> so you'll hit it and you're like... Nothing. It's not doing anything. <laughs> So then you go looking for another button because you're like, I gotta see if this works now. <laughs> like, what's going on here? And then your whole uh, your whole magfest becomes a hunt the button game. Yes, oh, it's it's cool. Uh, you mentioned crowd control. Uh, have you been watching RPG Limit Break at all? Yes. Did you see the Taskbot Final Fantasy run? I did not, but I will say we. we funny enough, next week or two weeks from now. Two weeks. I from keep now. saying next week because we do that all the time. We're going to be talking about speed running, but I want to hear what. So, about the Taskbot because it's not about the run; it's about how they got there. Uh, Doango AC, the guy who he, I, what would you call him? Uh, Taskbot's keeper. Yeah. Uh, well, what's what's the fun way to? I, put I'm it? pretty sure his YouTube channel is actually Doango AC keeper of Taskbot. Okay, it so might be, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's his YouTube handle. Uh, he was talking about how uh, he drove over in his Tesla and he activated crowd control so that people could control the music and the temperature in the car. <laughs> That's an awful idea. I when you first said that, like I don't know if you noticed, but my eyes kind of yeah. bugged out because I'm like, are they going to let the people control the vehicle? How? No, this is a terrible idea. They they, they don't control the vehicle though. Like they didn't control the driving, and it Fear was left. Uh, I just, think, you ever you ever watch The Office? Uh, There's an episode. I've heard of, of it. <laughs> There's an episode of The Office where uh, Steve Carell's character is like driving somewhere, and the GPS tells him to make a hard left, and it's a lake, and he just drives directly into the lake because the <laughs> GPS told him to. Like even as he's like driving in, like his the front of his car is partially submerged, and he's like, "This is where it told me to go." <laughs> <laughs> he's just driving his car into the lake. It's amazing. But that's kind of what that reminds me of. If you had like. <laughs> crowd control for well, your steering wheel. Thank God there's also the self-driving so that you can like mess with this while he's doing it instead of like, oh, I'll just stick around on my phone while I'm <laughs> driving my car like everybody does because we're all dumb. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, but I thought that's such an interesting, I think the first experience I had with that like Twitch integration, um, my god, I can't even remember the name. It was one of the first games that came out for the PS4. It was like this zombie game, and people could decide whether they want to send more zombies at you, or they could give you items. Sounds familiar. And when I'm playing it... Oh, it was that, that like, that, like, game show type game? Oh, um, Killing Room? No, not Killing Room. Killing uh, Room was later. Um, I'm trying to think, and that was on PC. I'm trying that was to, a fun game. That was fun. We should play some more Killing Room Um I just remember when I was playing it, and I should have expected it, but everybody's like, send more enemies, send more enemies, send I mean, more enemies. Obviously, the internet No is food, send more enemies. You're like, man, come on, help me out here. Give me a little <laughs> bit of something. Cluster truck, no trucks mode. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, every time I played Cluster Truck, it was lasers. It was lasers. Lasers. Yeah. Lasers. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. <laughs> really? But they're pretty. But that's a, that's an interesting angle on, on like co-op multiplayer because at that point, it becomes the streamer versus the chat. Yeah. And like the chat is cooperative versus the streamer. It's like the 3v1 <laughs> minigames in Mario Party. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, one person is Bowser and the other people are trying to toss him off of the world or whatever. Or, like, tug of rope. Tug of, tug of rope? Tug of, tug tug of war, yeah. I'm going to go with tug of rope. Tug of rope, yeah. yeah. And they tried to beat Bowser <laughs> in the tug brand. of rope. Yes. Well. It's probably where Bowser um, got started it, with just Peach's head on top of Bowser's body. It leads, like, this whole conversation, though, leads me to one last question that I want to ask both of you. I would love to play some Rocket League Well. <laughs> That um, what's the next logical step? Uh, I feel like there's uh, some unexplored territory in asymmetrical gameplay, um, and the example I think of a perfect co-op game is uh, "Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes," where two players have completely different experiences. One of which isn't even a video game; like it's a binder with yeah, pages reading, of instructions. Yeah. That that's definitely an interesting one. I remember um, we played that a lot. Uh, it was fun. I actually had never played it. I really want to play uh, it. We got to play that sometime soon. I'm in, dude. Now we that should I have get my, walkie-talkies. So I got my can... VR headset. Yeah. We can do we can do it that way. Yeah. That we would be could. Cool. And I mean, Discord's an easier, easy enough way to yeah. do it. Like, you could, we could, do, we could make this happen. We could. But what is the next logical step for, for co-op gaming? I mean... I feel like it, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. The only, the only thing that you have moving forward would be greater scale that that's kind of what i was thinking like 16 too is, players 20 players per team like and F fortnite is even pushing towards that in a way because yeah. they they just introduced what's called like squad mode mm -hmm. where you can have four separate squads with four different people in them as so for like a total a 16. of 16 player squad okay i mean it's used mainly for like large team modes but the fact that you can have 16 players in a single party I think is is a step towards the next direction. Yeah, and I remember we did that with uh, PUBG when they had that event. Yeah, and you could have I think it was like ten people ten or people, eight people yeah. on a team, and right. we have the infamous clip. We flatten whiskey. Of flattening whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> he got run over by my motorcycle. Shouldn't have gotten out. He of shouldn't have got, He got right out in front of the car, or like. You got out of the car right in front of me. This was not my fault. For context, we're actually... I think we should post that clip in the description. Of I the think so. I think we need to let people see that clip. It's a great... It, it is a great... Uh, it's a great moment. ...way to look at co-op gaming yeah. as a whole. Yeah, that's kind of like like the co-op gaming in a, in a nutshell. Like That's a microcosm of the whole experience. Yeah. We're like, you're there to help each other. But you end up just fucking killing each other off. Yeah, it <laughs> happens a lot. most of the time. Co-op gaming. Run over your friends with a motorcycle. How many times, one last question I gotta ask before we end the podcast. How many times did you play Left 4 Dead 2 and kill a teammate? Intentionally? Oh. Intentionally. Never. Now, I don't think really, I ever really did. I've never, I've never intentionally killed a teammate. I have. <laughs> we did, however, celebrate whoever got the most friendly fire incidents at the end of each match, which <laughs> I, I do I remember watched, that. I watched that statistical, you know, credits roll all the way through every single time. <laughs> <laughs> that is my jam right there. When most I, friendly fire incidents, yeah. When I used to play it, when I used to play it with my cousins, we would play it together. 
and as soon as the match started, we're shooting at each other. We're like Ellis is Bay. That's all. Last I'm one, last one standing gets to go. Ellis is Bay. That's all I'm saying. I love that game. That's a great game. That's a great game. That's great. All we right. need we need a Left for Dead three. We need Valve to be able to count to three first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather—I'll be honest—I'd rather have Left 4 Dead three than Half Life three. Yeah, they're—they're they're way past counting to three because they've been counting money for a long time. Oh shit! Where if Steam is so good, why isn't there a Steam two? Oh, checkmate! Oh, damn, <laughs> damn, son! Wow, that's—I feel good about that one. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, let's go out on that. It, yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, I feel like we should go out on that one. So, is that is that about time? Yeah, it's about time. Well, I mean, we're timing. we're right in there. Wonderful. We're right in that wheelhouse. Uh, make sure to check out all our other episodes. Wait, this is episode four. Yes, this is episode four. Episode it is four. available everywhere: Spotify, especially iTunes, wherever it is you're listening to it. Google Podcast. Yes. YouTube, SoundCloud, doesn't matter. It's pretty much everywhere. And check out all the other it. episodes. They were all very good as well. Um, not that we're biased or anything. No, we're not biased. We're just awesome at what we do. So hop down to your local Blockbuster and rent our tapes today. Or you can get our podcast. You can go down to the 7-Eleven, go right next to the hot dogs, and you can find it there as well. You can find it there. Golden Loot Box. You can go there and find it, even though apparently you just told them to bring our podcast there. No, just to go get bring it there. the podcast to the Seven Eleven, and then no, you, find it there as well. <laughs> well, you, what you do is you bring an old episode there, and then you trade it in. Uh, for the trade it. Okay, yeah. okay. So you trade it in like for the new loot box, right? Which right. might have the podcast in it, or it might have something else. Might have that's mustard. Useless. Yeah. Might have mustard in it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to follow us on the various pieces of social media. Socials. Hit us with links. The will be down below. And, of course, join the Discord, again, in the description down below. That'll be there. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. And whatever time it happens to be, wherever it is you happen to be, I hope you have a good one. Goodbye. I love you.